With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh-oh! Yeah! Okay, okay. I won't play more of the Chica dance. Not yet. Not right now. I, I got to ease you into the anime. We got to get a little more comfortable with each other before we start talking about anime. But that is the sound of the Royals winning a baseball game. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Royal Deluxe Podcast. Today... On April 7th, 2022, the Kansas City Royals defeated the Cleveland Guardians by a score of 3-1. to one. The Royals improved their record to 1-0 on the season, while the Cleveland Guardians fall to 0 and one winning pitcher Scott Barlow went with a one and O record and a zero ERA losing pitcher Tristan McKenzie of the Cleveland Guardians falls to an O and one record so far with a six ERA and that that little sample that I posted in the, in the beginning that is my reaction to Bobby Witt Jr.'s first major league hit, which turned out to be incredibly consequential. You know, uh, we we all wanted something, right? And, you know, baseball can be, you know, it doesn't have to be fair, right? Not, you, you know, even the best hitter, isn't going to get a hit every single game. They're not guaranteed to do something productive every single game. Although, I mean, even if Wit didn't get a hit, you know, it's, it's going to be hard talking about Wit and with while you know I also just refer to Wit Merrifield as Wit. But uh, you know, Wit Junior would have had a decently productive day. He did make you know a couple of defensive plays. You know, showed some nice defensive prowess. Showed off his arm a little bit. Even showed off his speed a little bit. Like he didn't outrun some some of the infield grounders that he got but like he got kind of close for some of them right so you know even if he did go 0 for 4 
it wouldn't have been like a, a horrible MLB debut or anything. But still, you know, we all wanted to get his first hit today. And at first I was kind of, you know, feel thinking like, oh man, maybe like me getting my hopes up so much is, you know, giving him is causing some bad vibes because I had my phone out recording all of his at bats because I'm that guy. You know, I'm that guy. I'm, look, I'm a millennial. I have to record everything. I have to archive everything. And look, I will, the, the, the footage, what I actually recorded, you can find it on the Twitter at Royal Deluxe Pod. It's not the best footage or anything, but that's because I wasn't looking at my phone. I was looking at the field and just holding up my phone, hoping that it was, you know, good enough of, a, of an angle, you know, you know, so it wasn't the best footage or, or anything. But, you know, I was watching it with my own eyes. I just have to be the guy that chronicles everything so that I can remember it perfectly. I don't have a very good memory, you see. So that's why. So I was thinking, you know, three at-bats. Nothing's happening. I'm like, oh man, maybe, you know, me just getting my hopes up is, you know, just not working. And I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll just not record the next at bat. But I, I, I still did it anyway. I still instinctively just pulled out my phone and started recording. And man, then he, he drives in what was essential, what was ultimately the game winning RBI. You know, it's like when we got a guy on second base and he comes up to bat, you know, that's when we really start huffing that hopium. We start huffing that hopium and think, oh, man, like just just what if he does do something here? What if he does get a hit and actually brings in this RBI? Like that would just be perfect. And it it happened. It was perfect. That swing. That swing, dude. It's so good. It's so good. And he drove that ball into left field. Just absolutely beautiful. And it really, like, I'm just screaming my head off in this video because in that moment, I felt so vindicated. I've watched some garbage over the last few years with the Kansas City Royals, and I keep watching them because I feel like someday this will all make sense. Someday it will all be worth it. And in this moment, I feel like it has become worth it. Or at least, at the very least, we're uh, we're entering, we're stepping upon that threshold of something really being worth all of this just, just gloominess for the last few years. Just this darkness, this abyss that we've been crawling in. Finally, we're seeing the light at the end of it. It is truly something to be excited and optimistic about. This has just been... It was just absolutely wonderful seeing him hit that double. Just, just, and, and, and oh my God, Kaufman just chanting him, just chanting Bobby afterwards. Like, I, I wish I actually was recording a little bit longer so I could capture some of it. I was in the upper deck, man. And look, there weren't even a lot of people in that upper deck. And still, it was loud. Like, the chants were just roaring his name Bobby 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 like it was intense I've never heard anything like it it was absolutely 
nuts. There was just this, this genuine Bobby fever in Kauffman Stadium. You know, when he, he came up and when he was, um, batting for the first time, his turn in the lineup, he just got the, the most cheers, the loudest cheers. Like everyone knew, everyone was really hoping this would happen today. And it's just, just the fact that we got his first hit, a game winning RBI on the on the his in his first game just immediately getting that impact it's like that's just it makes everything worth it in in a way it feels like things are going to be okay like we like we are we can really trust in this guy and this really is the future of the franchise that we're looking at it was just it's 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 enormous it is an enormous feeling and it is just absolutely wonderful. I, I, I can't get over it, honestly. I'm so glad I got to see that. I'm so, so happy that this happened. And, um, and you know, it especially made it worth going to this opening day. Cause let me tell you, this could have been a horrible opening day. Like I, the opening day I went to, so th- this is my second. The last one I went to was in 2018, which was just awful. Cause not only was it sad because, you know, like we lost Eric Hosmer and we lost Lorenzo Cain. I mean, you know, I, I guess the blow was softened a little bit because we brought back Esky, even though most people didn't really care. And then we brought back Moose, which was like, you know, awesome. But, you know, we, we, we did still kind of realize, you know, party's over. Nothing's going to happen this year. We're not even, you know, hoping to make the playoffs this year because it's, it, it's just so unlikely that that will happen. You know, I mean, I was at least excited to be like, hey, you know, Danny Duffy, he can still have a great season. And instead, the Royals lost 14 to 6. And also, it snowed. It was like 20 degrees out. I I watched that. I stayed there the entire time. You know, we threw out, Ned Yost threw out all eight relievers, which were Brandon Maurer, Burt Smith. Uh, Blaine Boyer, Justin Grimm. <laughs> so we lost fourteen to six. Some some doofus named Matt Davidson hit like eighteen home runs or something weird. Just 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 obnoxious. It was like it was twenty freaking degrees outside, man. <laughs> this time it was it it didn't it felt like it was twenty degrees. It was more like forty five, but also it was just raining and sleeting and snowing on and off the entire night. It was windy as hell. It was just freezing. And and, and like I said, I was in the upper deck, so it was just like. You know, you, you know, we had to, you had to really care to sit through that, and I and I sat through all of it because I cared that much. But man, let me tell you, if that wasn't a good game, if this if the Royals like if you know if the, if the Royals lost three to one or something, and, and Bobby Wood Jr. didn't really do anything, and you know Zach Greinke didn't have a good outing, then man, <laughs> I would actually be really upset. I'd be like, man, this sucks. It's really this is really bad. Because, you know, I mean, opening day in general, like, it's, it's, it can be a chore to go to because we live in hell. <laughs> because Midwest weather is hell. It's awful and it sucks and it's bad and you shouldn't have to experience it. But we do because we just happen to be here. 
So speaking of other things that happened in this game, let's talk about Zach Greinke taking the mound for the Royals, you know, making his uh, re-debut or whatever, his return in a Royals uniform. He gets 5.2 innings pitched, um, gives up five hits, one earned run, uh, just one walk, and also just one strikeout, which is really funny, I think. Just, just one strikeout, dude, but... You know, Granky, his velocity ain't there anymore. He was sitting at like 88, 89 miles an hour, topping at 91 or so. But, you know, that's fine because he just locates. He just, he, he just locate, it's just location, location, location with him. He wasn't really giving up hard contact until that sixth inning. The sixth inning, he was starting to get hit around. You know, it would have been awesome to see him pitch the entire sixth inning, but, you know, it was a tie game. It was a one-to-one game because, you know, we had to go up against Shane Bieber on the Guardian. So, you know, I I, I feel like – I mean, I went into this expecting this. I, I, I felt like um, I was kind of dreading this matchup. I'm like, yeah, Shane Bieber is going to suck. You know, we're probably not going to score a lot of runs, if any. So, you know, it's a tie game. Get him out and get him a reliever to, you know, preserve the lead instead of, you know, just, you know, trying to be cute and have him, you know, pitch an entire inning just so we can be, just so we can try being a little more cathartic about it. I'd rather just win opening day, thanks. So, you know, the heart wishes he could stay and pitch the sixth, but the head says, yeah, good idea taking him out because he was getting hit around. So I, I agree with that decision and it did work out. Jake Brents came in, um, Forgetting if he walked someone first and or and then struck someone out or, or something like that. I kind of forgot how the sequence went with Jake Brents. Um, but overall, Granky, you know, I think he pitched well. Like I said, it was all about location. You know, he did what he wasn't striking guys out, but he also wasn't walking guys a lot. And hit, um, the contact he was giving up wasn't very hard until basically the very end. So I I think this that overall this was a a, a nice good star for him and a and a nice return to Royal Blue. And, you know, the ovation he got from Kauffman Stadium when he was coming off the mound, I thought that was I thought I thought that was really special. Like that was really, really wonderful. Even if even if it wasn't like you know, he, he he got a great ovation even without, you know, pitching like an amazing start. You know, I mean he he did his job, right? He did his job. He pitched five point two, gave up one run, right? You know, that's fine. We're, we're, we'll take that. But just the fact that, you know, he, he still got that ovation. I mean, like, when Granky left Kansas City, it wasn't on the best of terms, right? And that, that really rubbed people the wrong way. Nowadays, it's more or less water under the bridge because him leaving Casey led to getting Esky and Locane. So it's like that led to a World Series. So, you know, we've forgiven him. Most of us have. You know, some there are some people who who still think he was like a big a-hole about it and haven't really given or forgiven him for it. You know, just they just still feel personally offended that, you know, Granky would do that, which, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't blame them. But, you know, the point is, it's just really great that he got the ovation uh, that he received uh, when walking into the dugout um, at the end of his start, because that was just, I, you know, just, just getting that again. I felt like it was great for everyone. Like it was great for the fans and it was great for him too, just to be so well accepted again. It's like, you know, it, it, like I said, if, if it wasn't clear that we've forgiven him in the past, 
or whatever, like after 2015, then we definitely do now. Like everyone, it, it seems like everyone was just really, really happy to see him again. And we, you know, we're like, we're like, it's like, we're really proud that he's come this far, right? We're, we're really proud that he's become this legend across, not, not just for the Royals, but across baseball. And now he's back to like, you know, I, in a way, return the favor, you know, by being a mentor to the, this, uh, young team. So that was really great. Um, our opposing starting pitcher, Shane Bieber, um, was kind of, you know, he was, he was being Shane Bieber for a bit. He was kind of, uh, just, just keeping us quiet for a bit. Um, did give up one earned run, which I believe, I'm trying to remember how this worked. Was that, um, the RBI that was driven in by, um, yeah, okay, so I, I think this was the double that Nicky Lopez hit that drove in Hunter Dozier, who also had a double because of, like, a weird fly ball that bounced out of uh, the outfielder's glove or something like that. Um, so it was a it was a pretty screwy RBI because, in a way, it's like that hit that Dozier got shouldn't have really happened probably and maybe wouldn't have in normal circumstances, but it was just a freezing cold day and it was – the wind was blowing everywhere. So, you know, the conditions just sucked all around the fielding was just kind of, you know, I mean, I mean, there were some really good highlights and it's not like there were a ton of low lights and everyone was just lost. But, you know, it was kind of whack, it seemed to throw people off a little bit. So, yeah, kind of a weird hit that happened that ultimately led to a run, maybe not entirely Beaver's fault. Otherwise, you got four strikeouts. But then, um, you know, Royals got a couple guys on base and then he just gets pulled. I thought that was a uh, kind of interesting. I mean, he, he like I mean, he was getting hit around a little bit, and it did seem like he didn't have the best control because he was throwing a few pitches in the dirt. But still, it was like he only went four point two innings. He didn't even throw seventy five pitches. I was you know really surprised to see him uh, just get taken out so suddenly. It's like uh, okay, I guess it worked because uh, what, what was the dude's name? Brad Shaw or Brian Shaw? Yeah, Brian Shaw. My apologies, Mister Shaw, for initially saying your name incorrectly. Uh, you know, just gets a quick strikeout, gets the you know ends the threat, and then uh, goes. They go to Tristan McKenzie, who um, I remember being in their rotation for a bit, but. Uh, I guess he's not been doing so well. I'm not, I haven't really kept up with, you know, how Cleveland is doing stuff. I just, you know, remember this was like a, a really interesting starting pitching prospect they have, but I guess he's in the rotation, but he did throw three innings, um, but not three great innings because he ultimately gave up two runs, which would lose the game. So yay. Thank you for using Tristan McKenzie so much, or just thank you for pulling Bieber so early. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, but yeah, Bieber like had a really great start, but it just kind of ended quickly, very early. So, uh, all right, all right then. Uh, meanwhile, our bullpen. Uh, we go to Drake, Jake Brents, and at first, you know, like again, I forget if Jake Brents like gave up a walk and then ended the inning in relief of Granky and then, you know, pitched a full inning after that, or if he just, you know, got one out and then just had a weird um, second inning. His stuff wasn't good, though. Like, honestly, and, and you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Jake Brents. I really like what he did last year, but, yeah, this was a... Oof, it was a it was a pretty uh it was pretty rough to watch honestly he just did not look like he had it together. He and, and even the the strikeout that he got to end that inning um 
was kind of a, I think a lucky, like called check or yeah, check swing that he got. I don't know if it was the best call. It just, I don't know. I feel like he got a little bit lucky with that one. And just overall, his, his command was just not good. Gave up two walks, you know, 20, 14 balls to 13 strikes. It just it wasn't great. I'm hoping this can just be like, you know, um, you know, it's cold. It was, it was cold. It was just not a, not a fun day, not fun weather conditions for playing baseball. I'm hoping that's what it was. Uh, because if that's uh, the normal Jake Prince we're going to see this season, yeah, it's not good. And Josh Stallmont was also like not the best. He also gave up a walk, only uh, six strikes versus six balls. Yeah, his 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 stuff wasn't great, but at least he's throwing hard. So, I mean, and he and he, you know, together they didn't really give up anything. So, you know, it's forgivable. Let's just hope that this wasn't, you know, like. Uh, this isn't going to be like last year's first half Royals where no one can throw strikes whatsoever and the relief pitching is just, you know, in the toilet. But then uh, Scott Barlow kind of saves the day. In the end, you know, he pitches a, a perfect eighth inning and then um, comes back in for the ninth inning for the, like, uh, it wasn't a save, but he still gets the six out uh, close. And, um, you know, ha- you know, he's, he's Scott Barlow. He has to make it interesting. He has to give up a couple of hits, uh, puts runners on the corners and then gets the final out. But, uh, but he, he, that's what he does. He, he that's what he does. And, you know, he, he likes to play with fire. And today, you know, he showed that he got it. Yeah. Scott, Scott Barlow, his stuff was great. Three strikeouts, just beautiful. It was awesome. So, you know, great job on that, uh, six out close. By Scott Barlow, really fun to see. Really great to you know see not only see him hold the um, the tie that he had, but he ended up being the winning pitcher since we scored in the eighth. And then to talk about the offense a little bit, um, um, I want to you know I, I I talked a lot about the the Bobby Witt Jr. double, but like. <laughs> Oh my God! Do you see the Bobby Witt Jr. double? Bobby Witt Jr. is in the major leagues, and ah, he has a he has a two fifty average. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, Whit Merrifield got a hit. Good job to him. Uh, and Ben Attendee also. This is this almost like <laughs> it, it's like it didn't matter, and it's almost like it, people didn't really care all that much because people were just like too busy chanting Bobby. <laughs> But then uh, right after the Witt Jr. double, uh, Benintendi got an RBI single. So that was pretty cool. Good job to Benintendi. Um, that was nice. Uh, Carlos Santana drew a nice little walk there. So that was cool. Hunter Dozier is credited with the hit, but I, I feel like weird about it. Like I said, it was it was not – it, it it just it just kind of seemed like the the outfielder lost it and maybe even dropped it. So I mean I feel like it was more just a, a misjudgment by a fielder rather. I mean a hit is a hit statistically by by objectively right, but it's just not like it wasn't a pretty hit. Let's put it that way. And the reason why I'm kind of highlighting this is because he he did something just absurd. What was it? The sixth inning or something. And maybe this isn't Dozier's fault. Maybe Mike Matheny was just, you know, trying to pull some 200 IQ galactic Chinese checkers or something like this. But Dozier bunts when Santana's on base. So Santana, you you bunt with to advance Santana, even though Santana is by no means a fast runner. 
So, I, I mean, I guess they just did it because it was like, it was such an absurd idea that no one expected it, but it didn't work. So it's still just a stupid idea. And then Dozier tries stealing second base, and it was just the, the worst steal attempt ever. It was just awful. <laughs> like, there was just nothing good about it. It was not a good pitch to run on. He didn't run very fast. He didn't get a good jump. It was just like, it was like everything about his approach in this, in this stolen base attempt was horrific. It was just bad and ugly and horrible to watch. It wasn't even close. It was like, it was like, <laughs> like by the time the, the catcher, whoever it was, um, Austin Hedges, yeah, by the time he gets the pitch, like Hunter Dozier is like barely halfway to the base. It's like, like he hasn't even thrown the, the ball yet. And I'm just like, this is, this is stupid. <laughs> This is a bruh moment right here. This is just a certified bruh moment. Hunter Dozier, more like Unter Dozier. This is a new name I have for him now. Unter Dozier. This is what we're going to say when Hunter Dozier does something weird or dumb or just otherwise is unsuccessful. Unter Dozier as in, uh, what are you doing, dude? Not good. <laughs> Which is not good. I'm, and look, I was trying, I'm, I'm trying to be nice to Dozier because I, like I, I said yesterday at a time in, a, in, a, in another pot, past podcast where I'm like, hey, Hunter Dozier didn't have a terrible second half, so lay off him. He's not that bad. Today he was, today I think he was least valuable player for the Royals. I mean, I guess in a way, he did get that that weird screwy double that I think eventually turned into a run, so that did contribute in some way. But still, just the, the silly stolen base attempt, the bunt, just no, no, absolutely not. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, although maybe maybe least valuable player could also be Mondesi because Mondesi just struck out twice. Didn't have good at bats whatsoever. Just just horrible pro- approach all around. I don't. I I. Yeah, that sounds about right for Mondesi. Honestly. Uh, although I will say this, I'll give him credit for this. Um, or maybe not. I won't give him credit necessarily, but I, maybe I'll lay off on my complaints about the defensive alignment because it seemed like the defensive alignment was actually perfect today. It just seemed like everything worked out really, really well. Nicky Lopez at second base, you know, I prefer him at shortstop, but as a second baseman, he made an amazing play today. He had this amazing dive, just absolutely a beautiful dive that probably saved a run. Most likely, no, it did save a run. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think we have to argue about this. This saved a run. Nicky Lopez saved the game with it, with this dive. Just absolutely wonderful. Amazing. Whit Merrifield. Makes a great running grab. You know, you know, I, I, I love seeing Whit Merrifield at second, and I think he's best at second. But today in right field, he made a really, really good play. And I feel like, you know, if we had Hunter Dozier in right field, he wouldn't have made that play. That wouldn't have happened. And honestly, if Whit Merrifield played at second base, then the play that Nicky Lopez had wouldn't have happened either. I don't think Nicky Lo- I don't think Whit Merrifield can make the play that Nicky Lopez can make. So, 
I guess everything worked out really, really well. I, I guess everyone – man, see, this is what I keep saying. I'm just a guy on the internet with a microphone. What do I know? You know, look at look at you know whoever's – you know, Mike Matheny or whoever's in charge of deciding this lineup and this defensive alignment. You know, you know, Merrifield making plays, Hunter Dozier wouldn't have made. Nikki Lopez making plays, Hunter, Merrifield wouldn't have made. You know, I, I guess starting Mondesi at shortstop worked after all. Even like – the the play uh, the put out that uh, Bobby Witt Jr. had at third base could Modesty have done that? Uh, uh, I don't know. I actually have no idea like how strong Modesty's arm is. I mean, I, I'm sure it's fine, but like, I don't know. I just don't see Modesty all that often, so I, I I can't tell. I can't tell. But in any case, yeah, the defense was like totally on point today. No no complaints. Also, Zach Greinke had some really great grabs. He started he he started a double play on his own. I think also just made a nice comeback play on his own. Just made a comeback catch. Just just awesome. Like Greinke's going to it's like, "Oh yeah." Like watching this game, I just kind of realized, "Oh yeah. Zach Greinke's won like 12,000 gold gloves. He's won six gold gloves." Um I kind of forgot about that just watching him play today. It's like, "Oh wow." Pitchers could just like do that. That's amazing. So, yeah, it's like at its best, this this defense, this infield defense is going to be like insane. You know, think about it. Granky at pitcher, Nick Prado at first base. All right, Nick Prado is going to be a, fir- a Gold Glove first baseman. Nicky Lopez or Whit Merrifield at second, probably just Whit Merrifield at second. Nicky Lopez at shortstop, Bobby Wood Jr. at third base. It's like everyone in that infield has Gold Glove potential. Like. What is going on? That's amazing. Have you ever seen that before? An entire infield like that? I hope we can get that someday in this season. That would be amazing. And then you got uh, Ben Intendi, who has won a gold glove in left field. And then Michael A. Taylor in center field, who, who, who's won a gold glove there. Um, yeah, it's, it's like it, – and then Salvador Perez, a catcher who has won many gold gloves. Like <laughs> – just, just the perfect defensive team. How can anybody even score against this? Aside from hitting home runs, I guess. But anyway, that's just a, a nice little thing. So yeah, even the it, even the defense from Zach Granke was just absolutely brilliant and fantastic. Also, a shout out to Michael A. Taylor. You know, mentioned him a little bit while going on that little bit of a rant. He ended up getting a walk. So, you know, that was like the, that was the moment where I felt like things were about to ha- where, where something was about to happen. I, cause, you know, Michael A. Taylor gets a walk and just, I, I instantly say to myself, you know, I mean, I was around people so they could, I was saying this out loud so people can hear me. I'm like, ah, yes. Thank you for walking our worst hitter. This will, <laughs> I'm sure nothing will happen with this, you know, cause, you know, obviously then we have Nicky Lopez and, uh, Whit Merrifield. Nicky Lopez uses his at bat to, uh, bunt and advance MAT, which was fantastic. So, and then that led to an amazing double from Bobby Wood Jr. and the rest is history. Yeah. Just, you know, no complaints with that. Um, few complaints about this game overall. You know, Hunter Dozier, not good. Modesty, eh. Uh, Jake Brent, eh. But forgivable. Things are forgivable for right now because at the very least we won. And I got what I want today. I got the Bobby Wood Jr. debut RBI. Go ahead, RBI. All right, get it's over for everyone else. Everyone else who does not have Bobby Wood Jr. Sorry, but you lose. This is this this is happening. It's happening now. All right, I need to I need to stop, or else I'll just I'm just gonna go on to this 
another five-minute feverish rant about how much I love this guy. So I think you get the point already. Thank you very much for listening. This is the Royal Deluxe Podcast. I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at royaldeluxepodcast at gmail.com or follow the Twitter at royaldeluxepod. And also shout out to r slash Casey Royals and everybody who's a part of that. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day. I'm Lux. Go Royals.